Welcome to episode five of the Literary Lunch Podcast. On this episode, Sandra and I talk query letters. We go through actual query letters that have come into Row, and we talk about what works and what doesn't. As with everything at Row, our goal is to help turn writers into authors. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hi, and thank you for joining us for this month's version of our Query Love podcast. I'm your co-host, Laura Rothschild. And I'm Sandra O'Donnell. And we wanted to start out this um, podcast by talking about just some general tips for how to send in your query. So the first tip we have is look at agency submission guidelines. Um, on every single agent's website, there is a link. Sometimes it's in the about, sometimes it's in contact, sometimes you know agents are really good. We are good about putting it right up front. It says submission guidelines and it's a link and you click on that. And the thing about submission guidelines is it tells you exactly what an agent wants to see. Don't guess, don't assume that you know what we need to see. We have procedures in place that allow us to make sure that we read every single submission that comes through um, our email process. And so we would really appreciate it when people who are querying us um, adhere to those guidelines. So for example, for fiction, if you're submitting fiction to Row, we want to see a query in your first 15 pages. If you're submitting nonfiction to Row, we want to see a, a query and then your proposal. That's not true of every agent, so be sure you look at the agent submission guidelines before you submit your query. You know, we, we understand as agents that we are probably not the only agent that you're querying. Um, so one of the reasons why you, we have stressed this, and, and if you've been following us for a while and, and reading our posts, this is something that we've said over and over again, and we say it over and over again because we continue to get um, submissions that don't follow our guidelines. But it, it is important that you don't just create a query um, for the 10, 15, 20 agents that you might be querying and send them out to each one of them. Because like Sandra said, we have our, our guidelines for a reason and another agent may not want your first 15 pages. Um, you know, one size does not fit all and some agencies have interns or associates that read their queries um, and some don't some read we read every query as a company um, and, and so this helps us go through our system that we have for reading queries and answering each and every one so please 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 read our submission guidelines and some of the other things in addition to you know having the query um, we always say you know we like your query to be one page um, no more. Um, there's a reason. Again, we are we are going through some days, 20 queries or more, and we have a system in which we can effectively read your query and give you feedback or request, you know, a full manuscript. So it's important that you keep your queries to one pages, and we'll talk a little bit more about this throughout the po the podcast. Um, but again, each agency has something different. Um, in addition to following the submission guidelines, something that 
grow always wants and, and I can get you know bet that most agents would want this as well is we want your contact information on your your query not even just you know, for row we ask that you you have a query we have a form that you fill out and then you attach your first 15 pages it's important that you also put your contact your name your contact information um, and your social media and web page information somewhere on not only your query but also on your 15 pages or on your proposal so whatever you're attaching as your PDF or your Word in our case um, because we will print them out often and read them individually or read them as a company and if we have your attachment of your manuscript without your name on it then sometimes you know, we have to go back and try and match them and it just makes more work and quite frankly we don't want the frustration and we don't just want to say forget it we can't figure out who this is let's just put them to the bottom of the pile so make sure you always have that and within your query we want to see um, something that we always want to see is we want to know your word count and we want to know what genre you've written, you've written in. So that is very important. If you don't know what genre you've written in, then you shouldn't be querying. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah need, you need to do your you homework. You need to do your homework. So, and Laura, can you talk a little bit about word count? Because yeah, this absolutely. is something that comes up a lot. We receive a lot of queries and I would say somewhere between maybe 15 and maybe as high as 20% of the queries we receive do not fall within um, standard word count. So people um, have not done their homework before they've even started writing to figure out what the standard word count is for the industry. So I know it falls a little outside of you know the the topic of querying but it's it really is a red flag for us if we get a query uh, with a word count that is so far outside the standard we pretty much stop reading your query yeah and, and I will I'll talk a little bit about word counts you know here's the thing about word counts too there of course there are always exceptions but the thing is is there's a reason why there are ranges you know that certain genres fall in a lot of it has to there's many reasons you know cost for printing um audiences there are marketing departments and accounting departments within publishers that have they have a system and they have a system for understanding you know costs and profit and loss statements and they know what a, if a book costs x amount of dollars or what a reader wants you know they have to adhere to that and you know it's very very rare very unusual for them to go beyond that and make an exception for your work because you know publishing can be a risky business yeah and publishers are also very savvy they know that a romance reader wants a certain word count they know that sci-fi falls within a shirt but certain word count so they've done the research and and you know like Laura said it is uh, there are exceptions to the rule but if you are a debut novel if you've never published before, if you um, if you haven't had really high sales numbers, if you're not J.K. Rowling, chances are, yeah, <laughs> you I know mean, you're just. I not think she can pretty be. much write whatever. She yeah, wants. <laughs> so if you're just starting out, if you're just putting your foot into the publishing publishing waters, don't um, don't fall so far outside the word count parameters that people immediately discount your story. Yeah, you can have a great story, but if it's too long, 
um, you know, we look at it as agents that we have to cut it. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to give you kind of some ranges to consider um, where, depending upon what genre you're writing and where your word count should fall. So, you know, adult novels, what we consider, you know, not young adult or not children's or, or middle grade, but commercial and literary fiction in general, if your word count is below 70,000 words, it's too short. It's usually generally too short. So if we, you query us, you know, with a novel and you say it's 60,000 words, 65,000 words, we're going to probably pass on it and even ask you that, you know, you'll need to add another, you know, 20,000 or so. The sweet spot, you know, the generally safe sweet spot for commercial and literary fiction is between 90 and, you know, 99,000, 100,000 words. Much, as you start creeping over 110, it's too long, um, you'll have to cut back. Well, probably not just us, but most agents would say, you know, you really need to pare that down. So, you know, if you're writing in the commercial and literary genres, do yourself, a favor and increase your chances of getting noticed by an agent by understanding where your word count should be. Uh, let me just say one other thing about that, Laura. I think one of the important things to, to recognize um, is it, one of the flags for us is if we get a novel, and we have actually gotten it, where um, the word count is over 200,000 words, mm -hmm. what that immediately says to us is you haven't edited. Correct. Yeah. So I'm wondering why you're sending us a book that long. Um, because A, you don't know what the traditional word counts are, and B, it feels to me as if you haven't taken the time to really thoroughly edit your work. Yeah, good point. Um, it's true. We've, we've definitely said that. You know, we, we liked titles or we've liked the concept, but said, gosh, you know, this, this writer needs, still has editing to do and we'll have to pass on it. Um, if you're writing a memoir, um, you know, it's, it's, okay, well, continuing with uh, fiction, you know, women's fiction can be, you know, ideally can be a little bit less, 70 to 75,000. Um, you know, you can go a little bit higher, but again, much under 70,000, you know, then, you know, you start getting to that in-between, the novella being at 30 to 35,000. Anything between 35 and 65, 70 is like in the dead zone. Yeah, you know, kind of, it doesn't. You can't really sell it either way. It's in between. Yeah. So as agents, we do not take usually novels or any type of fiction that are within that range because it's the no sell zone. Basically. Well, and it also feels like um, you know the opposite of the the two hundred thousand uh, dollar or two hundred thousand <laughs> word two hundred thousand two hundred thousand word um, novel is. A, a novel that's you know 50 60 65,000 words it doesn't feel like it's been developed enough mm -hmm. it feels way too short it you know I would worry that the characters aren't rich enough yeah. that the story isn't strong enough that there are scenes that are missing if I get something and and the author says it's you know 50 55,000 yeah no it's a good point now if you're writing um, science fiction and fantasy um, you know that, those tend to be a little beefier, um, you know, 100,000 to 115,000 um, words, is, you know, is ideal. I mean, you know, 124,000 words is not considered crazy. Um, but then again, you know, once again, that sweet spot too, you know, 90 to 100,000 is okay. So, you know, you have specific genres that have specific lengths. And so just know what you're writing for. 
um, the reason why science fiction and fantasy tend to be a little bit longer and, and word count tends to be a little more forgiving for those types of genres is because um, the writer has to do a lot of world building. Mm -hmm. So you have to create a world for the reader to enter. And so that does, you know, editors are aware that that takes a little bit more uh, page space in order to be able to do that. Yeah, and we don't, we don't represent at this point young adult, but for those of you who might be writing young adult, you know, and this changes because young adult is growing and, and there are a lot more adult readers reading YA, you know, typically or historically in the, you know, 55 to 69, 70,000 word count um, is pretty standard. But I, I, I honestly, that is, changing. that's changing. So yeah. those word counts, I think, are creeping up a little bit because the audience is, is leading into an older crowd. Um, and, you know, there's a few other genres, but let's, you know, I'm going to move over now to memoir because that's another area that we represent. Um, you know, memoir, uh, ideally 80 to 100,000, um, but 70 to 80,000 is okay too. You could have a very strong topic, a concise topic that, so I think it's safe to say that between 70, 100,000 words is a very vast range for memoir. You have a little bit more play when you're a memoir in that way. We have memoirs that creep up into the 110, but I think if you start getting more than that, it gets a little bit too too much. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And I think the important thing to remember about memoir is memoir is structure driven. Mm -hmm. uh, so a really good example of, of this would be Danny Shapiro's book, Devotions very short chapters, um, a lot of chapters because she used um, a string of uh, prayer beads as her um, uh, device throughout the, throughout the memoir. And uh, so she has the number of chapters that are associated with that device. And it, the chapters are really, really tight and very, very, very short. So I would say, I mean, I'm not absolutely certain, but I would say that memoir probably came in somewhere closer to the 70,000 mm -hmm. word range rather than the much, much longer mm -hmm. uh, memoirs. Um, so, you, yeah, so there's some, some play there, and the play is really based more on the structure mm -hmm. and the story. Yeah, I think there's definitely a little bit of flexibility, and I am seeing some shorter memoirs coming through, but again, that, you know, it, it's just using these as your guidelines. So if you're finding that you are looking at a draft that is falling 20,000 words or give or take more out of what the, the ranges that we're talking about, I think it's important to ask yourself, you know, where am I in the editing process? And, you know, we can tell right away that when we get some of these queries that, you know, when we see these very high numbers or very low numbers that there's, you know, there's a disconnect there. So please, you know, I think for, give your, we want, we want to help, we want you to increase your chances of getting noticed by an agent. So use these as guidelines. Oops. Um, and it, you know, so another tip, and that it, it dovetails really nicely in with um, our next tip about query writing is um, act like a professional. Think of the query as being your interview. It's your first interview. And so you wouldn't go to an interview not understanding the basic premises of a job that you're applying for. And so it's up to you to do some of this basic research. What are the word counts? What are genres? What book, you know, and one way to do this is to ask yourself, where does my book fit on the shelf? 
Um, another part about being a professional is you wouldn't show up at a job interview in your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get a query, and you, you would honestly be surprised at how many queries we get um, that have grammar errors, spelling errors, um, you know, just are not well written at all, then we look at that query with kind of, you know, that old um, RCA radio dog, I don't know how many of you remember those commercials, where the dog tilts his head to the right and goes, huh, because you're writers and you want to be authors and you want to be professional writers. So one of the best tips that we can give you is draft, 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 mm -hmm. and polish, polish, polish. Laura and I worked on a synopsis um, a few weeks ago that we were sending out to an editor and it was just a one page, one sheet that we were sending out about a book idea and we went through eight and nine drafts of that one-page synopsis. I think we worked on that for almost two hours. Yeah. I mean, we, we read it out loud, reread it, broke edited. it down, edited it, you know, broke it into components and parts, just like you would a query, uh, and yeah. really worked on that. And this is what we do for a living. So, you know, it's important to take the time. We do that because we query our editors. And it's very much the same process. So, you know, we can't repeat that enough. So hopefully that helps give you, you know, with some of that. And I think that one of the things that we um, have decided to do is like we did with our last Query Love podcast is we have pulled some queries from our submissions pile and we are, we're not reading any identifying, specific identifying information, but our goal with this, and a lot of you gave us feedback that, you know, we saw that it's one of, it was one of our most listened to podcasts, that this was extremely helpful for you to hear examples of perhaps what doesn't work in a query and what works. Um, so I'm gonna turn that over to Sandra. She's gonna start with one that we recently received and hopefully we can help you learn from this. Okay, so this is a query that I pulled out of, out of the pile because this is more of a resume than it is a query. And I'm just gonna read it through and then we'll talk about it at the end. So, dear Miss, Ms. Rothschild, I am currently seeking representation for a novel I revised several months ago with the help of an editor. An earlier version of the book was made a finalist for both an ebook contest and a contest sponsored by Hidden River Arts. Titled Graceful, I've changed the name, the novel features a 30-year-old woman on a spiritual quest, ostensibly seeking love and meaning, but stumbling upon activism. It is set in New York City of the 1980s. I am someone with an MFA in fiction from a prestigious writer's workshop, as well as a PhD from a big university. Current writing appears in, and now she's listed here, a host of journals, seven total. Various stories have been published in New York Times, Calliope, Black Warrior, Review, among others. I have an essay in a best book collection. In addition, I have both a story and a poem included in a college anthology. Another story of mine is among those in, and she gives us the name of that journal, Last Spring, fiction chapbook was listed as a finalist for a literary review. 
I was awarded a creative arts grant from the state that I live in for the first two chapters of this novel, and a story of mine won the Fiction 2002 Award from a feminist journal. My one-woman show was produced in New York City, and I am also a blogger. Below, I have pasted a synopsis of the novel, 100,000 words, along with the first chapter, plus a few pages into the second chapter. Thank you very much for your willingness to consider my work. I am also in the finishing stages of a very different novel inspired by my husband's family stories that comprise women's stories and an international aspect. All the best. Okay. So, <laughs> what was that book about? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what the book was about. This is a great example of someone giving us their resume. This is a, a resume query. And, you know, here's the problem with a, a resume query. When we see this type of query letter and we see that the person has an MFA and they have a PhD and they published in all of these places and they're looking for an agent, my first thought is, why do you need an agent? You know, you, you've been published and published and successful, and it sounds like you've done all the right things, and yet you're still looking for an agent. So that was, a, that for me is always a big red flag. Not that, you know, everybody who has an MFA and a PhD and yada, 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 not that everyone has an agent, but it just sends up a flag. Why doesn't this person already have an agent? The second problem with leading with your resume, as this, this person has done, is I don't know anything about this book. Yeah, I, and that's my, I still, I, I think we have a sentence in the beginning, but by the time it's so quickly touched on and we go over it, I think it's one sentence of a full page Query that single space. single space, which is okay. That's great. I mean, yeah. you need all the space you can get. I, I just, I, I have no idea. I don't even remember what you said. All I remember is the '80s, New York City in the '80s, yeah. and that's not what you want. Um, you want us to know about your book. What Lead with your story. Yeah, and you, and your resume, um, your accomplishments should be one paragraph. Yeah, at the end. At the end. At the very end. Yeah, I like it at the end too because yeah. I want the body of the query, most of it to tell me all about the story, the word count, this title. Um, she does have that. I mean, and, and I can tell you, we have blocked out so you got a, only a part of the resume because <laughs> in order to just, you know, be um, respectful to the various, you know, things that she's accomplished. She is quite accomplished. I, I have to say kudos to her because it's impressive what she's accomplished but it, it, again I, I'm we're here to sell stories and, and yeah. books are a business and I'm we we'd love to get to know you and we want to know who you are and what you've accomplished but that's if you know we're working together we do get to know our clients we get very close to our clients but at this stage we need to know what it is you're writing and selling yeah and even the sentence that she provided the novel features a 30 year old woman on a spiritual quest ostensibly seeking love and meaning but stumbling upon activism does not doesn't tell, tell me, me anything about the novel i don't know what who, genre is it or right. who the woman is or yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i don't know anything enough to ask now in this particular case she did attach um an, instead of 15 pages she attached 32 pages so and she, a synopsis and a synopsis so she didn't follow um the, the guidelines, but I did kind of browse through because, you know, I she 
did take the time to get an MFA. She does have a PhD, mm-hmm. so I browsed through. And it wasn't a story that I was interested in. Um, quite frankly, I read through the first 10, 15 pages, and I didn't know what the story was about even after that, unfortunately. So, um, you know, you've got to lead with the story. You've got to tell us what your story is about. And make sure when you do, you tell it in as a story. So we can get excited and we can ask for more because we're all about the big ask. So now Laura has another example of a query that kind of took a very different direction. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a little bit uh, almost, I guess in some ways, the opposite. I do want to say, so this, in total, this query was 35 pages, which, again, doesn't follow the submission guidelines. Um, I, I will say that this particular person did a great job of giving me all of the their contact information, their email, their blog, and their website. So that's front and center for me, so I know who it is I'm talking, you know, I'm reading and, and hearing about. But what happened, so this is, so in total, so it starts off with, well, there's no title. That it, there is no title in the book anywhere, but um, it starts off with Dear Sir and Madam. So I'm not really sure who that is. Um, it feels right off, right out of the gate, it feels like a generic query that I'm getting in every other agent. So it doesn't feel very personal. Um, there's three people in our agency and- Our names are all over our site. Yeah, so that's, yeah. So that immediately. So, dear sir and madam, separate from the letter I have written, a brief paragraph about myself. Having been a student, a lawyer, a banker, and an investor, I have figured, hey, why not write too? And so here I am with this humble work of seven years and counting. Enjoy. I wish to engage your professional help as the agent in getting my story across the insurmountable barriers of industry, costs, pie charts, and doors. My take is that mine is a story that has many affectionate elements that we share about our beloved genre of fiction and my story has potential to be a modern twist in classic fiction. The story sets out briefly our perspective of that world before diving into the path of a boy called Abe, who is his bumbling, in his bumbling way, meets three great loves in his life. They had the power to do many things and what they did would change his life forever for the better, even if sometimes in the narrowest of ways. The first love Abe would have in this world was the lady, Ellie a powerful being of tremendous ability. The second love of Abe's life would be Barbara, another central figure of our story. She is an archangel and best of them all. After being pushed into a heavy responsibility by her loved mentor and father figure, Mr. Case, that mentor would dwindle into oblivion, but she preserved in his, persevered, excuse me, in his name and eventually sort for the same ideals as her mentor once did. The elusive quality called reprieve, something that would likely cost her a lot of pain and hardship. The third love for the purposes of our story would be Abe's dearest childhood friend, his crush called Sadie. She would find him much later in his life and in a grave condition, having lost his colors and a spring in his step after a catechism of an event. She would help him recover much of what was dear to him and enable him to be lifted up from the in-betweens, a place of great grayness and blight. From that friendship, he would rekindle his fire for adventure and be eventually proved to be an asset to Barbara in her travels across the world. The story has been carefully vetted and baked and edited and rewritten numerously times. Numerously? Numerously times. I I read that correctly. 
110,000 words or two novels at 55,000 words. And I left no stones unturned when the going got rough, whether it was in the comp edit or line edit or just an overall discrepancy in the small details. That is what I did to ensure that the book is in its best shape to be presented as an IQ 115 person, pretty average, but you know, I probably didn't inflate those numbers. I appreciate you read this letter and hope we can work together to bring this wonderful story, something I hold dear to my heart to form in press and bookshops across the world. Woo! Wow. <laughs> that was exhausting reading it. Yeah, that was tiring. Um, so, um, so attached is the first 10 pages of the manuscript. Um, okay, so that, it's, an, it's a two-page query, and it's an eight-paragraph query, and I, and I did read it word for word, and there, was, there were a lot of typos, a lot of typos and yeah. a lot of spelling errors, but the other thing is that nowhere was the title of the book, um, and here is the case of the opposite of note to the resume, just other than that you've been writing for years, and that... He was a banker, a banker, a lawyer, investor, which is fine because I don't need like, to know. But the thing is, is that then it was almost too much story. But it was again not; it wasn't concise. I have no idea what the beginning of the story is, the middle build, and the end or the resolution. I, I just it needs to be tight. You need to. You can give me the, the one or two, three main characters. But again, I'm completely lost in this overwordiness of that. You know, I feel like he showed up for his interview in board shorts and a um, tank top. <laughs> Not his jammies. At least he got, he got out of his jammies. He got out of his jammies. But he kind of showed up in his board shorts. I kind of get this, hey, dude, I just threw this together. Let me uh, see if you might maybe be interested in my story. I know, and the IQ thing, and I just, you know, yeah. wit, you know, if you're writing a nonfiction memoir, or, you know, something that your voice is, is a real big up part of the story, then I get the wit and the likes. But I think it's important to, it's, this is professional. Yeah. Don't waste your word count, your query word count, on just nonsense and blabber. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of what it feels like. This this could have been, if, if Laura and I sat with it, and we could, um, we're not going to, but we could, <laughs> um, we could get this query down to two really tight, moving paragraphs that would really let us know what his story is all about. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely cut this down to two paragraphs, but I, just, I still don't really, I just know about it. It's a boy and some loves, and that's about it. I don't and really understand. It. I have no idea. What but yeah, I could definitely put this down to two tiny paragraphs and then wish for a few more. But, you know, again, great job with the contact information. Um, didn't follow submission guidelines per se, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So, now let's look at a good query. Yeah. You ready to look at something really good? And we, we were so intrigued by, I have to tell you, this is, this is a fun story. So, we got this query right before we went to BEA, and I emailed the author, and I asked him to please send me um, his first, I think I asked for first 25. Mm -hmm. And so, he's, he turned it right around, he sent me the first 25 or so pages, and uh, I read it on the plane on the way home from BEA, and I got to the end, and I was like, damn, why didn't I ask him for the full manuscript? Because I was dying to know what happened. And it made me nuts, because I was sitting next to her doing an edit on a 
client manuscript yeah, and that I was enjoying and really wanted to, but she kept going, oh my God, oh my God, oh, this is so good, oh, this is so good. And she was, I kept hitting her, I'm like, stop it, stop it, I can't read it. Yeah, so I was so excited about it. Um, and then I'll tell you what happened at the end. So anyway, here's, here is his query. Dear Miss O'Donnell, I see from your website bio that you are interested in representing courtroom dramas. With that in mind, I would like to introduce you to my novel, the President's Widow. It runs about 91,000 words, and I believe it could be the basis for a future franchise. The President's Widow is a story of Maddie Kincaid, a smart, feisty Memphis attorney who, despite overwhelming odds and public outrage, is compelled to defend her childhood friend, Jana, America's First Lady, for the cold-blooded murder of her husband, the President of the United States. Ooh. But despite confessing to the crime, did Jana really do it? Mm. This is the mystery Maddie struggles to solve when she agrees to defend the First Lady. Believing Jana is protecting someone, Maddie stands against the entire legal might of the United States government. Making her task even more difficult is a dangerous and vengeful stalker who will stop at nothing to see her dead. Rich with colorful characters, intriguing incident, and inside the Beltway detail, the story unfolds with a number of startling twists as Maddie, who is still mourning the suicide of her fiancé, finds herself falling for the rugged, handsome Secret Service agent who staunchly believes the First Lady is guilty. In true thriller form, the startling truth is not revealed until the final pages. The story ricochets between Washington, Memphis, and Camp David, where, to guarantee her protection while in custody, the First Lady is incarcerated. I believe readers will root for Maddie to triumph in the courtroom, as well as for her survival during the harrowing, climactic face-to-face -face showdown with her deadly stalker. I've been a professional writer for over 30 years with television, radio, and stage credits, and I have been published in Screen Actor Magazine, We Magazine, and most recently in a short, had a short story published on Nikki Finkel's Hollywood Dementia website. I'm the, currently the creative director at a commercial infomercial production company and an award-winning copywriter. I am also a member of the Writers Guild of America and the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Thanks so much for your time and consideration. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Great query. One page. Um, it says everything it needs. It tells us the word count, the genre, yeah, the, this, genre, the title everything. alone was, I mean, again, the titles, titles are killer. Titles yeah. are great. Had a, um, this is a really good example. I, I knew what the story was about when and I read this query. Not only did I know what the story was about, but I immediately asked him for a partial. Yeah. And then the minute I finished with the partial, I, on the plane, I asked him for the full manuscript. And we signed Jeff Bates, who is the author of The President's Widow. Yes. No, last, this week. Last yes. week. What day is it? Last Thursday. <laughs> what week are we in? So, yeah, we added yeah. him as, as one of our authors last Thursday. And we're so excited about getting this book out to yeah. editors. Yeah. And, you know, and, and again, the query, now the story is really well written, but the query is well written. Yeah, the query was great. Um, so you can see the difference. I mean, it's clear, it's concise, we get an idea of the characters, we know where the story's going, we get a sense of the drama and the tension. There's tension and drama, there's conflict even in the, the queries. Yeah. So, and everything we need to know is there. He has his contact information, um, phone number, cell phone, email, everything came through. So it's, it really, um, yeah, well done. Well yeah. done, Jeff. And you can see 
I mean, the, the, I think the really important point here is he did everything he needed to do to get us to want more. Mom. So we wanted more. He, everything he did was professional. It was polished. It was put together in a really nice way. And he got an agent. He yeah. ended up being signed. And he is a pro. I mean, we got this query in April. We are now in August. Yeah. I mean, it's a process. Yeah. And I think it's important. It's a business process. We spoke on Skype. We talked about edits. Yeah. I think that's really important. We went back. And it is important for you, you know, to interview. If you have potential agents interested in your work, it's important to interview them. He interviewed us just as much as we interviewed him. And we had several calls with him and we even did some sample back and forth. You know, we gave him some feedback to see. Yeah, and you know, when I say that the, his, his book was, it was finished, it was professional, it was polished, but then Laura and I had some ideas and we wanted to speak into his story, which is a, not at all unusual for agents and for editors because when someone is written on their own or they have a writing group as Jeff does, he has a group of, of guys that he works with, um, other people can still help grow the story or make little tweaks to the story. And we did that. And we sent those edits back to him before we even signed him. And we said, here's some things that we're thinking. What do you think? We'd like you to take some time and consider this. And Jeff went back and he looked at it and he said, you know, I didn't agree with everything. I made a lot of the more substantial things that you guys talked about I thought were great, but I didn't make all of the changes that you recommended, which is fine, because it's a give and take and a back and forth. And when we saw that and we saw the professionalism um, that Jeff gave to his work, that's what made us want to sign him. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're excited about this book. So here, you know, so this is a, a you know, a good collection of, you know, insight as to what doesn't work and what does work. And I, you know, I know that our hope, again, in, in doing these podcasts and sharing some of these queries is to help you hear, um, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of resources out there on our website. There are a lot of resources online on how to write a query letter. Again, if you, an, another agent may say they want something else. So it's important to do your homework. This is a relationship. This is a business relationship. And again, publishing is a business. So take your time. Take your time yeah. and know that it is a process. If you want to be traditionally published, it's a process and it requires, you know, a certain level of steps and dedication to do this. So. Um, and I, I'll share with you another example of, of something. We were going through queries last week and I came across a query um, and it was almost there, but not quite. And I just couldn't tell if I liked the story or not. There wasn't enough there. Um, so what I did was I asked the, the, um, the writer to go back to our resources, to look at our blog again, to look at some of the, the suggestions that we've made and to take another stab at her query. Because I didn't want to pass on a good story if I thought that it might you know, maybe. So we've done that a few times. Yeah. I, I don't know how often other agents are doing that, but I wouldn't rely on that. You know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we do. We do read every query. Yeah. And and if you do get feedback from any agent, um, you know, please take it to heart. I mean, you don't have to agree with it, but especially if you hear the same feedback from, you know, several agents in a row. So I think it's important that um, you know you take the time and. And we hope that you have found this helpful. Um, 
Yeah, because we, we enjoy doing this. Um, we love reading your queries. Yeah. Even if they aren't great queries, we read them all, and sometimes yeah. I'll read them and I'll pass them to Laura. Laura reads them, she passes them back to me. So they're all getting read. Mm -hmm. We try to respond to you as quickly as we can with as much useful um, feedback as we can give you. So please keep those queries coming. Yeah. And we'll have, uh, I think we have one more week of Query Love Month. And then in September, we're going to be concentrating on tools for writing. So we're going to talk a little bit about Scrivener and Evernote and a few other tools that Laura and I use in our own work and that we feel like will be um, incredibly helpful to you all. Yeah, so for more tips and um, query love and other blog posts and podcasts that we have done here at Row Literary, you can head on over to our website at www.rowliterary.com. You can find us on Facebook as Row Literary and Instagram and Twitter. Okay, thanks for listening in. And we're going to go eat. Yeah. <laughs>